pray in Jesus' name. Praise God. Amen. As you're being seated, Brother B.B., if you'd come. Praise the Lord, everyone. Amen. Are you glad to be in church today? Amen. Amen. There's no place that I'd rather be than in the house of God. Amen. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's great to have a place that you can come and it be a sanctuary. I like the term sanctuary. Uh, the, the, the idea is it's a place that's set apart. It's a place that's holy. It's a place where I can shut the rest of the world out. And, and even if it's just for a few hours, we can have communion with one another. We can have fellowship and communion with God. And we can say, you know what? Get our perspective right. Because when we live out in the world, uh, and we live among the people of the world. All right. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Sometimes we get distorted and sometimes we get involved in, in, in the things and the problems and the pressures of this world. But when we come into the house of God, we realize that none of that really matters. Uh, the, the little problems that we have and the, the issues that we see even on a national or global scale, uh, it doesn't really matter. It really doesn't matter who's president. Let's just get, let's just get that out there. It really doesn't matter. You know what? Because I know who's in charge of the whole world. I know who's who's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And and when I think about the issues of of all that's going on in our world, when I come into the house of the Lord, all of that's kind of not that it's some it's not important, but I just realize what's the most important. And the most important is our relationship with God. The most important is what happens after life. What, what the most important happens when we think and consider about eternity. And, and somehow that's why it's so, so very important to come to the house of God. Because the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so uh, I'm not I'm not telling you anything you don't know. You're here on a Wednesday night and you're faithful and, and you believe what I'm saying. I'm preaching to the, the choir, so to speak. But just to give you a reminder You just keep coming to the house of God because you need to hear the preaching of the word of God in order to be saved. You need to hear the word of God spoken in your life. And and as we all know that it's 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 a whole lot different uh, sitting in your living room watching a screen than it is to be here in in the in the flesh. Amen. And so we we understand the power of the word of God can go through the medium of technology and and we can still feel the presence of God in our living rooms and in our cars. And but but there's something extra special that comes. The Bible says, Jesus said, when two or three are gathered together in my name, I will be in the midst. And and, and I, I just want to tell you here today, there's nothing that we need more than the presence of God. We need the presence of God to move and operate in our lives. We need the presence of God like never before to, to heal and touch our minds and to, 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 to change us and transform us to, to be what He wants us to be. And the only way for us to do that is just to congregate together and to meet in His, and to pray and to worship and to lift up His name and to hear the Word of God preach and to encourage one another. We, we need each other. We need the church. We need one another. 
Amen. The, it, Jesus uh, died for his church and he's coming back for his bride. And there's a lot of people that think we can make it without organized religion. And they want to put this label on 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 organized religion and say, you know what, it's uh, all of that's bad. And I don't basically what they're saying is, is I don't want to be in submission to anything or anyone. I want to do my own thing because when we come together, we hold each other accountable. And you know what? That's a good thing. That's a good thing. And for people that say, I don't want to have, quote, organized religion, what they're really saying is I don't want any kind of authority or 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 accountability in my life. I want to do it my way. And that's not the way of God. The way of God says we need one another. We need to hold each other accountable. We need a pastor. We need someone to look us in the eye and say, hey, you know what? I don't think you're going the right way. You need to you need to be careful because that's what it means to live for God. Amen. Are you glad to be able to come to a church this this evening? Coming here is better than going to a, a baseball game or a football game. Amen. Coming here is better than going to a political rally. Coming here is 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 better than going to to a, a Kiwanis Club meeting or a Rotary Club. Uh, amen. Because here is where I find strength for my soul. Here is where I find what I need. And what I really need is his presence. What I really needed is his word. What I really need is his strength. And the joy of the Lord is my strength. And in his presence, there's fullness of joy. Are you glad to be here in the house of the Lord here today? Why don't you clap your hands unto the Lord? Amen. And while I'm so glad to be able to come into his presence in the church local, I'm glad to have a, a pastor. I'm glad that I have a place where I can fellowship in the local church. We also uh, have a church that's global. Amen. And uh, I can I know that you're you've been exposed to many missionaries in this church. Uh, uh, Bishop uh, Parker has been a missionary to Japan and and other places. And, and, and I know that many of you understand that that the church goes far beyond what we see here tonight. Amen. And I'm thrilled to know that I'm thrilled to know that. That the local church, while I believe it's so very vital and so very important for our personal lives, you can have faith and hope and trust that you're not the only one. There's a whole world uh, of believers out there. Uh, Revelation chapter 7 Verses 9 through 10 says, And I, I beheld and lo, a great multitude which no man could number of all nations, of all kindreds, of all people, of all languages. And they stood before the throne, before the Lamb, uh, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands. And they cried out with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which sitteth on the throne and unto the Lamb. Amen. Uh, amen. You, 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 there are people all over the world that believe the same as you and I. They may not speak the same language that you speak and I speak. Uh, they may not look the same as you and I. They may not dress the same as you and I. But when they receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, they speak in other tongues just like you and I have. 
When they get baptized, they're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. When the power of God falls on them, it falls on us the same way. I'm glad that we have a church that's not just local, but a church that's global. I'm glad that I can go almost anywhere in the world and find other people who believe the same as I and you. Amen. And I'm so grateful for missionaries and for people who have taken this gospel all over the world. Amen. People that have gone before us and people that have spread the gospel to the literally the uttermost parts of the world. Uh, that's the great commission uh, to bring the gospel, to bring this message of hope to, to a world that is in desperate need of, uh, of hope and salvation uh, because governments don't, uh, don't have the answer. Uh, amen. Healthcare workers, uh, we're thankful for them, but they do not have the answer. Uh, amen. Uh, amen. Sports stars and movie stars and movers and shakers and influencers in this world, they don't have the answer. The church has the answer. And the answer is Jesus Christ. The answer is the death, burial, and the resurrection. The answer is that God became a man and he robed himself in flesh and died on a cross, but he rose again. That's the answer that the world needs. And it is our desire to spread that gospel, to spread that message to as many as we possibly can. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you for having us Thank you, uh, Pastor Becker, for allowing us to come, and uh, and, and and Pastor uh, Bishop Parker as well. We, it's such an honor to meet both of you, and uh, we're very uh, glad to be here. Uh, we have been um, uh, on deputation uh, for almost a year now, and uh, we are excited about going back. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so we've been traveling. This is our second time in the in the great state of Wisconsin, and we've had a wonderful time. Uh, Amen. That's where we're at, right? Wisconsin. (laughs) Just had to double check there for a second. I was like, oh, no, I hope I didn't say the wrong state. Amen. And so we are missionaries. Amen. To to uh, Spain. And you've probably heard of Spain, I'm sure, but you may not have heard of Andorra before. It is on the map. Amen. And it's on most globes. Every time I get a chance to be around the globe, I look for it. For some reason, Monaco seems to always be on the map, and it's a little bit bigger. But Monaco is not that big. Uh, we're actually bigger than Monaco. If you if you if you know where Monaco is, you've heard of Monaco. They're famous for their for the Formula One uh, racing, and also for the casino that's there. And they're very rich uh, in Monaco. We're not quite as rich, but there it is. It, uh, Andorra is a very very nice uh, country. It is a wealthy nation, and and uh, we are, are privileged to be the first missionaries to that nation, and uh, we were able to go and live there for about 15 months, not in Andorra, but on the out, uh, on the border of Andorra. Uh, we were there for 15 months, and God really blessed us, uh, and we met a lot of people. We had momentum going, and uh, and then, of course, we had to come back to the U.S., but we did turn it over to a young couple who was going to just keep it going, and then, was, as you know, this thing called the global pandemic of COVID-19 happened and so it's been a challenge uh, for our people because we don't have a missionary living there. We have several missionaries in Spain who was going to travel into Andorra uh, to have services. But, of course, since COVID, uh, they were seriously locked down and couldn't get there. So there's been a lot of services online via Zoom and, and, and Facebook uh, Live. And so I'm actually speaking. Uh, I'm going to have a Bible study with them on Saturday night, the group. And so we're trying to do our best to to stay in touch with them. But as you know, it's it's very hard and very difficult. Of course, we're a, we're a whole ocean away, 
And so uh, we, we want to get hurry up and get back uh, so we can, uh, before all of our little group dwindles, you know, it's, it's, can you imagine your pastor uh, saying, uh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm leaving. Don't know when I'm going to be back, but I will be back. And so it's been, uh, it's been a little over a year and a half now. And so, uh, we, we, we are wanting to get back. And so, uh, we know that God is with us and we know that God has blessed us and, uh, and you can help, uh, you can help us get back. I know you know that. And so, uh, we're not going to beat around the bush, but you can help by partnering with us, uh, uh, on a monthly basis. Uh, and, and I see that you have several and there's, uh, there, I saw coming in, uh, there's a question mark. Who's next? We're, you can put our picture in one of those things. We're okay with that. We're not, we're not gonna we're not gonna fight you on that. I will be willing to be next. So um, if 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 you would like, and so uh, but there is no pressure, uh, obviously. So we 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 know that uh, that you guys are still in transition right now in many ways, and so uh, you just whatever the will of the Lord is, whatever is on your heart, feel free. And uh, and so uh, we do have a video to show. And uh, if that video is ready, we'll go ahead and show it, give you a little bit more information about who we are and what we're doing. And uh, you can go ahead and play that if it's ready. Thank you. Almost. Just down, left, up, there. You got it. Got sound? Andorra. There it is. A place we had not yet heard of when God called us to the mission. But a place that was on his heart. A beautiful people who love life and nature, but know little of its creator. A people that you see awakened from spiritual darkness and brought into this marvelous life. We begin our missionary appointment as Amherst in the nation of Spain. We were privileged to pastor an English-speaking church in the capital city of Madrid. We saw God move in mighty ways as we were able to preach to people from many different nations from around the world. We are happy to report to you that there is a strong and growing church in the nation of Spain. In 2019, 966 souls were baptized in the name of Jesus, and 860 were filled with the Spirit. There is a great harvest happening, and we are thankful to be a part of it. In 2015, the United Pentecostal Church of Spain had 47 churches. Missionary Nathan Harris cast the vision to double the churches by the end of 2020. As of December of 2019, we now have 82 churches in the nation. We believe that with the help of the Lord, we will reach our goal by the end of the year. We called the vision of our leadership to see new churches planted. We learned of a small neighboring nation that had never had a true preaching church within its borders. God began to deal with our hearts, and he opened the doors for us to move and plant the first oneness apostolic church in the nation of Andorra. The Principality of Andorra is unique because it's the 16th smallest country in the world. It's nestled between Spain and France in the heart of the Pyrenees Mountains. The official language is Catalan, but Spanish is also widely spoken. Catholicism is the main religion of the nation. 
you do it here, Lord, and do be free shopping. Over 10 million people visit every year. And because of Andorra's thriving economy, people move from all over the globe to find work there. Andorans have become a minority in their own country, making up only about 33% of the population. We have seen that diversity in our services with not only Andorran visitors, but people from the Philippines, Brazil, Portugal, Spain, Colombia, and India. It's our desire to reach every people group who call Andorra home. And it's our goal this term to see a strong international church established for its goal. Long before we went, prayer teams organized by missionaries had gone before us, praying that God would send forth laborers into a beautiful nation. We know that God is with us. And we are already seeing him at work. Our first service, we had our family and six others in attendance. We began building relationships and teaching Bible studies. In our one-year anniversary service, we had 24 in attendance. People are receiving the Holy Ghost, and for the first time ever, to our knowledge, people are being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ in this nation. Light is piercing the darkness. Seeds are being sown in a new harvest field. Hope is being shared with the people of Andorra. The mission of the UCCI is the whole gospel for the whole world by the whole church. And it's because of congregations like you who make that mission possible. We want to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts for your prayers and financial support. Together we can awaken Andorra. Amen. Praise the Lord, church. It is so good to be here with all of you tonight and to worship with you. Uh, there's just nothing like being in the house of God, as my husband already mentioned. I'm so thankful that we can come together to worship him. And uh, we just celebrated Pentecost Sunday this past Sunday. And I'm so thankful for his spirit today and uh, that he came to redeem us, to have a relationship with us. And uh, he didn't just come to be Emmanuel, God with us, but he came to be Christ in us, the hope of glory. And that's the hope that we want to share with the people of Andorra and the people of Spain. And we know that God is with us and that he's doing great things already. Uh, just to give you a quick update on our video, we made that about a year ago when uh, we started Deputation. And the goal of the church in Spain was to double by the end of 2020. And so I do want to report we did reach that goal and we do uh, now have 95 churches in the nation of Spain. So we Brother Harrod said 95 the other day. On <laughs> He's correcting me. <laughs> I think I've been saying it wrong. And so 95 churches in the nation of Spain. So we give God praise for that. And uh, God is doing great things during a strict lockdown and quarantine. Um, we saw 12 of those churches started. And uh, people began to receive the Holy Ghost over Zoom calls. People were baptized in apartment bathtubs. Uh, people began to gather their friends and families together and watch services online. And um, we saw many great things happen in the nation of Spain. And so we are so thankful that 
for what God is doing. We're not part of a weak church. We're part of a strong church, a victorious church. And I'm so thankful to be a part of it. And uh, we do believe that revival is just going to spill over into the nation of Andorra. And um, just to give a quick testimony, uh, our kids went to school in Madrid in a bilingual school there. And um, our daughter made friends with a young lady named Jenny from Bulgaria. And uh, she got a call from Jenny or a text from Jenny about a week ago. And she said, I just wanted to let you know that I was filled with the spirit speaking in tongues. And Natalie's like, you know, we knew she wasn't going to church anywhere. Natalie's like, how did that happen? And um, she said, well, I've been feeling she did come to one service with us when we lived in Madrid, a youth service. And I think it scared her a little bit. But um, she said she had a dream uh, one night recently and in the dream she was talking to the Lord and she began to speak in tongues in her dream and so it stirred her and over the next several days she began to pray and seek God and she was at a friend's house and they started praying together and she began to speak in tongues at her friend's house as God filled her with the spirit so we're thankful that God is touching hearts he's moving in lives doesn't matter where you are uh, who you are uh, God can fill you with his spirit and I'm so thankful for that and um Our mission in Andorra is awake in Andorra. The Bible says, knowing the times, it's high time that we awake out of our sleep for our salvation is nearer than we believed. And I do believe the coming of the Lord is soon. I'm looking forward to that day when we see him face to face. Uh, But we do have an urgency in our spirits to wake up, to reach as many as we can with this apostolic message before he comes. So it is our desire to get back. And we do want to ask that you would partner with us in prayer. Uh, we do have some prayer bookmarks downstairs on our table. You can pick one up. There's ways that you can pray for us on the back. There's power in prayer. Do you believe that? We know that God can do more than we could ever do in just a matter of moments when we begin to pray. And so we ask that you would pray uh, for us, for the nation of Spain. Um, only eternity will tell the impact that this church has had on nations around the world when you pray. So thank you. For that, for all that you do for missions, as my husband mentioned, um, you can partner with us in missions. We would appreciate that. And we're also raising funds for projects. Um, We actually just finished our four main projects, our MK education project. So we're moving on to our building fund project. And uh, we haven't even got it officially set up yet. It'll get approved Thursday in the the Global Missions Board meeting, hopefully. So if you'd like to give to our... um, our building fund project so we can rent a building when we get back to Andorra to hold services in. Uh, you can do that. We have a few things for sale on the table, and anything you purchase will go towards that, our building fund project. And we would appreciate that. So we do want to say thank you so much for having us. Thank you, Brother and Sister Becker, Brother and Sister Parker, and Sister Rudy. Thank you for your hanging out with us yesterday, for hosting us, and for all your help with that. And I do want to just mention two quick girl uh, things are um, – Mother's Memorial and She's for Christ. We want to say um, thank you for giving to these special offerings that the United Pentecostal Church does. They help missionaries tremendously. Uh, when you give to She's for Christ, it purchases vehicles for missionaries. Uh, I think they just changed the name to Move the Mission. So uh, you actually help us move the mission when you uh, give to this special offering. It purchases vehicles, helps us take the gospel around the world. And uh, ladies, when you give to Mother's Memorial, it purchases appliances for missionaries, and we are very grateful for that. We lived in a, a third-story apartment in Barcelona, didn't have a clothes dryer. We were there as a, uh, associate missionaries or aimers. Uh, which is a self-supporting missionary, and you don't get those benefits yet. And so I had to hang my clothes out the line out of the window, and uh, I'm kind of clumsy, so I was always dropping bobby pins, or clothespins, not bobby pins, clothespins, clothes, and having to hunt for them on the way to church. And so we'll appreciate those appliances when we get back. And it also helps with scholarships for um, nationals to go to Bible school there. So we are church planters, and we do want to see churches started all across Spain and Andorra, but we can only do so much on our own. But when we can train and equip the nationals to take this gospel uh, to their communities and to their cities, we're going to see that revival spread. So thank you so much for all that you do for Global Missions. Appreciate this church. God bless you.
forever on my lips. For simply oh, Amen. Why don't we just take a few moments and bless His name? Why don't we just take a few moments and give Him glory? Give Him praise. Is He worthy to be praised? Lord, You're worthy to be praised during global pandemics. You're worthy to be praised in times of recession. You're worthy to be praised in times of plenty and times of famine. Lord, You are worthy to be praised at all times. Whether I'm feeling good or bad, whether it's sun shining or raining, Lord, You are worthy to be praised. You are worthy. You are worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Does it feel good? To worship. Amen. Amen. I have never left church after a good worship session and said, you know what? I wish I would not have done that. Every time, every time I give him my praise and I give him my worship, there's just something about it. It's a mutual blessing. Amen. He blesses me. Amen. Alongside of my praise and my blessing of him. You want a blessing from God? You bless the Lord. Amen. You you want you want uh, amen to be blessed. Uh, amen. You be a blessing. Uh, amen. It's the same principle like getting friends. The Bible says that if you want friends, you've got to show yourself friendly. Amen. If you want to be blessed, you got to learn how to be a blessing. That's just how God works. Amen. There's no welfare in God's economy. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. You, you get what you put into it. Amen. Wow. I don't know how that came about. Amen. In God's kingdom, it's the least that will be the greatest. Amen. It's the servant who will be the king. Amen. It's, that, that, that's so great about God's kingdom. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I, too, would like to say thank you, Sister uh, Rudy. Amen for taking us out to eat last night. We had a good time. 
and she, I think she's been uh, in charge of most of our uh, getting things ready or whatever. And we we, uh, we really appreciate that very much. She's been so kind. Uh, amen. If you have your Bibles, I know that we've got some 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 food uh, for in, in just a few minutes. So I don't want to be too long uh, because uh, it sounds it sounds good. Tacos. All right. Praise God. I mean, we're going to have tacos in heaven. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, now, uh, a lot of people, just, just to let you know, a lot of people get confused with Spanish food and Mexican food. Spanish food and Mexican food, not the same. Okay? Mexican food, you know, burritos, tacos, enchiladas. Oh, that's so good. They don't have any of that in Spain. Their tor- their idea of a tortilla is is um, uh, eggs and and potatoes and onions. That's the Spanish tortilla. It's like a it's like a, a a potato omelet. It is good. It does taste good. But that's a, that's what they call tortilla. They don't they don't understand the tortilla like a wrap. They don't they don't even have that in Spain. And so you have to go searching for it in the grocery store in, in the Mexican section. And uh, and so. I don't even know if they have it. We don't really have, we have some tortillas, right? I don't know. No, they have the hard shell tacos. That's what they don't have the tortillas. They don't even have tortillas. That's right. I forgot. See, she's the expert. I just eat. She, she, she cooks. So it's a little bit more laid back tonight. So I'm just kind of being myself. I hope that's okay. Amen. Um, if you have your Bibles and you'd like to turn with me to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, amen, beginning in verse 17, amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17, amen. I'm glad to be with fellow Carolinians, amen. My wife and I was raised in South Carolina. We pastored in North Carolina for four years. And, uh, and so, uh, both Pastor Becker and Pastor, uh, Parker are from North Carolina. So, uh, that's awesome. Uh, the scripture says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Everybody say us. Amen. That was good. To wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them. And hath committed unto us. Everybody say us. The word of reconciliation. Now then we. Say we. Are you seeing a pattern here? Amen. Amen. We are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be reconciled to God. For the next few moments here, I want to preach to you, speak to you on the ministry of reconciliation. Ministry of reconciliation. Lord, we thank you for your word. It's already been stated. Lord, let us not just be hearers of the word, but let us be doers of the word. Lord, let us, uh, the word of God, touch our hearts today. And let us be changed by your word and let us spread your word. Amen. To those, uh, amen, outside of these four walls. 
In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name we pray. Lord, we thank you for your word and the power that it provides. Amen, amen. You may be seated. Amen. Thank you so much. The philosophy of this world is that man is capable of self-reformation. That he is basically good. That, that humans are basically good. We just need to be able to have the proper motivation to reach the state of perfection. And that's why the world wants so desperately to have uh, certain... Uh, that, that's, the, that's the thrill of really of socialism and... and, and, and and uh, humanism, it, it's, a, it's, it's about us becoming uh, this, this great one world where everybody loves one another and, and everybody is happy with one another and everybody is just in a utopian society, uh, not under God, without God. That's the main thing. It's without God is very important in the world's philosophy. They want to try to figure out a way to get God out of the picture because if we can create a perfect society without God, then we don't need him. We don't need his authority. We don't need his rules. All these rules that God wants to impose on his people. Uh, and so they, the philosophy is that man is good and that we can be good and that we can be perfect as long as, you know, we, we improve on ourselves. Um, and sometimes that philosophy comes into the world. It comes into the church and we think that we too are good people who, who finally gave ourselves over to the Lord, you know? Uh, isn't he lucky that we're in church? That's how some people think. You know, I, I'm here. You should be happy. You shouldn't ask me to do anything else. I mean, I'm here. I mean, I don't have to be here. Well, that's right. You don't have to be here. You don't have to come to church, but, but you're not really doing anyone a favor we, we should come to church because we want to be changed not because it's some sort of spiritual duty not because we're good and we're just you know gracing everybody with our presence you know what i'm saying and so a lot of people will compare your their their right their righteousness with others and and that's how they compare and that's how they really decide whether they're good or not because they look at the next guy and say you know what i may not i may not be perfect but i'm certainly better than them you know and, 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 and you can define yourself as being good based on someone else's perceived goodness. And, and I've heard this before, and you may have heard this before. I'm a good person. I mean, I don't kill people. Has anybody heard that? Well, th that's just great. You just keep, you know, doing that, not killing people. And, and if that's how you're going to measure your goodness, that you didn't kill somebody, we're in all a mess. Uh, the Bible, though, is very clear on this subject, and it's not ambiguous. It tells us exactly who we are. And you know what? We know this to be true. We know this to be true. Because if somebody's really honest with themselves, the Scripture simply says there is none good. Someone came to Jesus once and said, uh, good master. Now, now, really, he was the only one that truly is good. Uh, but he stopped them and said, no, 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 what, what, don't, what are you talking about? Only one is good, and that's God. He, you don't really know who I am is basically what he's saying. He, now, he was the only one that truly was good. But just assuming that a, a person is good, you can't really do that because the Scripture is very clear that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Uh, we're all sinners. There's none righteous. No, not one. Romans 5 and 10 even says that before Christ, we were considered enemies, enemies of 
of the Lord. Now, when we think about that, we don't really stop and think that, hey, you know what, uh, the, our neighbors, you know, are the guy that's, uh, you, that, that's waiting our table or, or the lady that's doing our groceries or, 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 you know, they're, they're enemies of God. You don't, you don't think in those terms. I, I don't think in those terms. But the scripture is very clear that if we don't, if we're not with Christ, we're against Christ. There, there's no middle ground. There's no Switzerland. Switzerland is known for being a neutral country, and, and, and they don't really get involved in political conflicts. And that works, I guess, good for Switzerland. But, but there is no neutral ground in this war. You're, you're either saved or you're lost. You're either on the Lord's side or, or you're not on the Lord's side. And there's no, like, you know, I'm kind of in between. A lot of people want to live in the neutral ground, but what they don't realize is that that neutral ground is a lie. There is no neutral ground. You're, you, you can only serve two masters. You can't serve both. Is what Jesus said. You're either with Jesus or you're or you're against Jesus. And so we've got to think in those terms. You see, we've got to understand that God is holy and 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 sin cannot enter into his presence. It's like oil and water. It just doesn't mix. And so when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, they were separated from God and and they have enjoyed fellowship with God uh, the, uh, un, un Hindered, but now the effect of sin resulted in their expulsion from the garden and that beautiful paradise. And now an estrangement from God had, 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 had occurred. A great gulf now existed between God and man. And, and there's really nothing that man can do to bridge the gap. I, I can't become good enough to go and to rise up to where God is. I, I, I just don't have it within me. Uh, no matter how good of a person you are, no matter how righteous you are, at the end of the day, uh, it's, it's kind of like this. If we're all trying to uh, jump, right, and, and, and the Olympics are coming up, and there's going to be some guys that lo- know how to jump really far, and, and and good for them. You know, they could probably uh, do so much better. They could. I'm sure there's people that could jump literally over my head. Well, that's not um, much of an accomplishment, but um, <laughs> there are some people. Amen. That are just really talented and really gifted. And, and we look at what they do and go, wow, that's amazing. But if we all had to jump to the moon. I don't care. You know, Michael Jordan was known as the guy who could fly, you know, and uh, and he, you know, he was famous, won the dunk contest from junk, jumping from the, the free free throw line. And, uh, you know, and he, he's his his logo is still on shoes today. You know, it's got Jordan doing this. That was when he was flying, but um, uh, he, it was very impressive, and, and, and he's still known for that. But you know what? If we ask Michael Jordan to jump to the moon, or LeBron James, or anybody uh, in the sports world who is known for their great athletic ability, they couldn't jump to the moon. We're all in the same boat, and that's kind of how it is between us and God. No matter how great you are, no matter how awesome you are, when it comes to the righteousness and holiness of God and the standards that he sets in his word, none of us compares. It's like humanity trying to jump to the moon. It just is impossible. You can't get to God, but guess what? Amen. God came to man. I'm so glad. 
I'm so glad that God enrobed himself in flesh and that God became a man and dwelt among us, John said, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. And and something that I could never accomplish on my own, he decided to humble himself and become obedient as and live as a servant and and take my sin upon him. Aren't you glad? The the gospel is so good. It's such a good message. A lot of people in the world want to slam the church and slam the Bible and and say it's negative and it's got no, 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 no. It's it's quite the opposite. It's the best uh, message. It's the grandest of all stories. Uh, Hollywood can't put together, uh, amen, something that tells this story to the fullest uh, because it's the best. Uh, It's the greatest. Uh, Amen. It's the greatest love story. God so loved the world, amen, that he, he, he gave. And it blows my mind when I think about the love of God. It, 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 it blows my mind when I think about his love towards us. Romans 5 and 8, he commendeth his love toward us. And that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Why Why would he do such a thing? I, I can't quite understand the love of God, why he would do what he did. Amen. Why he would live on this earth. Why he would be allowed, uh, allow himself to be crucified on a cross. And, and hang there for six hours in agonizing pain. Uh, but the good news is, is that he did. And because of that act, uh, the, uh, of he, he, he has reconciled us or, or he's given us an opportunity to be reconciled back to God. Where we were strange, where we were foreigners, where we were, were no longer able to enter into his presence. Uh, amen. Now through Christ, uh, God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, bridging the gap between God and man. I'm so glad. Amen. That I understand what he did for me. Uh, amen. And, and the scripture says in Ephesians chapter two, uh, amen two verse 13. But now in Christ Jesus, you who are sometimes afar off, are now made nigh by the blood of Christ. Uh, amen. We were strangers. We, we we couldn't enter into his presence, but because of the blood, uh, but because of what he did on the cross for what he shed, uh, amen, and the pain and the suffering that he went through, uh, we are now able to be reconciled back into his presence. Uh, I'm so glad that, 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 but now, amen, amen, but now, amen, I was blind, uh, but now I see I was dead, but, but now I'm alive. I was addicted, but now I've been delivered. I I was a sinner, but now I'm holy. I was separated from God, but now I have a relationship with God. Thank God for his reconciliation. Amen. Does anybody remember the day, amen, when you repented of your sins? Does anybody remember the day when you were baptized in his name? Uh, does anybody remember the day where you were filled with his spirit by evidence of speaking in tongues? Uh, I'm so glad that I was reconciled. 
And I, I, we don't have full access, uh, amen, uh, amen, in a sense that we will one day once we get to heaven, the ultimate access. I mean, we're still blocked, uh, amen, by this world and we're still blocked by flesh and we're still blocked, uh, amen, by some things. But, but there is something we do get a glimpse, uh, amen, every now and then of what it's going to be like. Uh, amen. The Bible says that the Holy Ghost is the earnest of our inheritance. Amen. We, we get we get a little glimpse here on earth of what it's going to can, can you you know what all this talk about covid and everything. And and I, I certainly don't want to die today. Amen. But but I, I, I thought about it a lot. Uh, amen. This last year, uh, if I were to die, uh, amen, the apostle Paul says to live as Christ, to die as gain. Uh, you know what? What can man do unto me? Uh, amen. When it comes because I have faith that once I die, amen, life is actually just going to continue on and it's going to get better. Amen. So, so, amen, that's what's so great about living for God, is I've got more to look forward to than what's behind me. So if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. All things become new. That's the, that's the glory of, of, of the gospel. And this is what God does. This is how he works. This is God's plan. I, I'm not sure if I quite understand it all because uh, because we as humans mess things up. And we kind of get involved in things and we kind of have a way of messing things up. But but this is, how, is God's plan. This is not my plan. This is how God wants. God chooses to use people like you and me to spread the gospel to others and to lead churches and to share the gospel and to live our lives as an example in front of people. Now, again, I don't quite understand all of that because we have a tendency to mess things up. And if, in my mind, I, I think, you know, I would do it differently. Because um, we do. We have it, you know, because we're frail and we're human and we make mistakes, too. And 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 so but that's not how he wants it. He he's got a plan and his plan is for those that have been reconciled to be involved in the ministry of reconciliation, to get involved in the process of salvation. Now, Jesus Christ is the only one that can save us. We know this and it's his blood that saves us. But it's people that speak into our lives. That are agents of God, who God uses to spread his gospel to the world. That's God's plan. This is what God does. He uses people like you and me. People have been changed. People have been reconciled to tell the world that they can be too reconciled to God. And in this way, we become the Lord's ambassadors. It's as if he's making the appeal directly through us. He's literally speaking through us to the world. Be reconciled to God. He's given us a word. He's given us a ministry. Now, that word ministry really means work or service. He's given us a work to do, and that is to spread the gospel, to spread, to give the word of reconciliation that you too can be reconciled to God. And you don't have to be a theologian. You don't have to be this great personality. All you have to do is tell your story. That's how it works. If you've been reconciled to God, guess what? There's hope for the next person. And that's all you have to do. I've been reconciled. I've been changed. My life is on a different path. And guess what? Yours can be too. And that's as simple as that.
You don't have to know who the four horsemen were in the book of Revelation. You don't have to speak Hebrew or Greek. You don't have to have a a, a theology degree. Uh, You just simply have to tell your story. That's the message. That's the, the ministry of reconciliation. And it doesn't matter if you've been in church for 50 years, if you've been in church for five minutes. If you've had this experience where you've been reconciled to God, you can be an agent, an ambassador, someone who God can use to get someone else in the church. And I want to share this with you just for quick. For, I, was, I want to try to be done by eight. I got five minutes. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it, but. I'm going to I'm going to uh I'm going to rush through here. I'm trying. Acts chapter 8, the angel of the Lord comes to Philip and he comes to Philip in a hot red revival in Samaria and tells Philip to go to the desert. Now, uh if it was you and it, well this is how I think. You just have to go with me, all right? Um Philip was, he, he obeyed. Now, I, I guess if an angel were to come, I probably would, you know, do what the angel says, of course. <laughs> if I were to see an angel. Um, but reading it, I think, why can't the angel go? Has anybody else thought about that? Just me. Philip is, in, is being used of God. He was waiting tables just a couple of chapters earlier. Now it's... Now he's he's being used of God in this great revival in Samaria. And the angel comes to him and says, go to the desert. Huh? You know how long it took me to get here? I mean, I, I was feeding tables and, and stuff. Now I'm preaching great revivals. Don't go to the desert. Why don't you go? You got wings. Right? You know how hard it was for Philip to go to the desert? I mean, he probably had to hire a camel, rent a camel, you know. I'm sorry, that's my European language coming out. They say hire, hire a cab. He probably had to rent a camel. He probably had to get some food, I mean, water. He had to get supplies. I don't know, did he walk? I don't know, but somehow he had to figure out a way. He had to put someone in charge and delegate responsibilities into the, in the Samaritan, the brand new church. Somewhere along the line, he had to do some administrative stuff. He had to make some plans. He probably didn't have to get a visa. That's, but, but he, he did have to do some stuff. He had to do some, some down to earth, unspiritual planning in order to get to the desert. He finally gets to the desert and he sees a man reading from the book of Isaiah and he's in a chariot and he comes across the man and he says, hey man, do you understand what you're reading? And, and, and this is what the man says to him. How can I except some man should guide me? Now my question is, why couldn't the angel guide him? Well, that's just not the plan of God. It's not the plan of God for angels to spread the gospel because the angels have never been redeemed. They've never been reconciled. It's just not God's plan. It's God's plan for reconciled people to spread the gospel. How can I accept some man should guide me? How can I accept some man? Should guide me. 
That's the heartbeat of every missionary. That's the heartbeat should be of every every person in the church. How can they know the truth unless some man should guide them? Same thing in Acts chapter 9, Acts chapter 10. Jesus, this is Paul in the middle of the road to Damascus. I don't have time to tell the whole story in detail, but he says, I'm going to send you a man and he's going to tell you what you need to do. Jesus himself did not tell him what he needed to do. He left that job up to Ananias. And Ananias said, Brother Saul, Jesus sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Jesus sent me pray for Paul. Acts chapter 10, the same thing happens. Angel comes to Cornelius. Cornelius is a devout man who gives his alms, gives money, prays always. But the angel said, you need to send for a man by the name of Simon Peter. He will tell you what you need to do. Because the scripture is very clear. Whosoever should call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him when they have not believed? How shall they believe in whom they have not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. I've got to be sent into our world. Now, I'm so glad that God has given me the opportunity to live in a beautiful European nation. I pinch myself sometimes when I think about what, what I'm doing and all the wonderful things that I've seen so far and yet to come. But you don't have to go across the world to be a missionary. You can go across the street. Your neighbors, across the town, across the county. You're going to be able to meet and touch people. I'll never, I'm only here for tonight. And then we're leaving. Amen. But some of you have friends and relatives. Some of you have have acquaintances, some friends, neighbors, neighbors. I, I don't know. I don't know how close you are to people in your community. I hope that you have some friends outside the church. But you, you know some people in this community. Some of you may have, I don't know anyone here, but some of you may have lived here for, for 20 plus years. You probably know some people. I'll never be able to reach them. You'll never be able to reach the people in Andorra, but, but I can't reach the people here. I mean, God is calling you to minister with the ministry of reconciliation. God is calling you to be an ambassador in your community. What is an ambassador? An ambassador is a representative of another kingdom in a foreign land. That's exactly who we are. You see, because I was born from another place, and I was born again of the water and the spirit, my citizenship is not of this world. I love the United States of America. Yeah. But that's not, that's not my home. My home is of another place, a place I've never been before. And my, my real allegiance 
is is to is to the king of kings and the lord of lords and i am his ambassador here on this earth i'm representing him and the kingdom of god and so are you amen ambassadors have authority and power and they can speak on behalf of their head of state in the foreign land and that's exactly what god has put in us ye shall receive power after that the holy ghost has come upon you to be a witness unto me we've got the authority we've got the power and sometimes we just don't walk in it because we need to be reminded again that you're not from here you're not from here your citizenship belongs to somewhere else I've got more in common with someone across the sea who I've never met before, who have experiences this wonderful new birth. I have more in common with that person than I have with my some of my own family members that are not in church. Why? Because we've been born again. There, there's a kinship. There's a brotherhood. There's a fellowship. There's a there's a. That's why we call each other brother and sister. It's not so we be. I know it's a little weird. All right, brother so and so. It is weird. Okay, but it's good to be reminded that you are my brother. You are my sister. And we have the same dad. Amen. We have the same father. And he's sending each and every one of us into our communities to be his ambassadors. So to tell the gospel and share the story. Why don't we stand? I think sometimes we make it too complicated. I know I do. 